Hey everybody, welcome to the Joe Warfield Show, a podcast where we aim to inspire, inform, and encourage you to take your dreams to the next level and speak your truth. On today's show, we'll talk about soaring, the importance of soaring, why we cannot be afraid to soar, why it's important to build your vision from the ground up. And we'll be referencing the book by T.D. Jakes. It's called Soar. Let's go. In the book Soar by T.D. Jakes, he says something that is, to me, very prevalent. He says, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to think like one and take flight with your own dreams. He also goes on to say that too often we remain in jobs that stifle our souls and leave us on the runway of opportunity with the engine on our deepest passion. It's with the engine of our deepest passion, passions stalled. Can't read today. Watching others make their personal visions a reality and build a legacy for their children. To me, that paragraph alone is powerful because if we were to really think back about our lives, things that we once wanted to do in the past and the things that even the goals that we want to accomplish now, are we on a runway? Are you stalling? Is your engine installed on the runway? Am I stalling? These are hard questions that we have to ask ourselves. And honestly, it's a reality. It's a reality check. Let me say that. That's a better word for it, a reality check. I can honestly tell you that in my short time here on this earth, that I've, I've had some regrets, that I've had some opportunities that I did not take advantage of because, well, out of fear. Out of fear of people hating me for my gifts, out of fear of not succeeding, uh, out of fear of being afraid, of, out of fear of what other people will think. Will they judge me harshly because of the decisions that I made, because of the opportunities that are coming my way? It is those fears that keep us from soaring. Now, I'm no life coach, let me say that. But I can recognize a success blocker or two. Um, If you know anything about life coaches or people who work with people in order to help them achieve their goals, they often talk about success blockers. And like so in this book, Soar by T.D. Jakes, it talks about what stifles us. I had to honestly ask myself at some point, what are you waiting for? What are you afraid of? Oftentimes we see the vision. You know, we have the vision. We have a goal, but we don't have a plan. So in reading this book, I kind of felt embarrassed I was embarrassed for myself because I realized that I was praying and asking God to make things happen for myself and but I wasn't putting in the work. And that's just honest truth. I wanted to be certain places around certain people, certain types of individuals, but I wasn't putting in the work. 
I wasn't putting in the work because I was afraid of rejection. But when you get tired of being tired, <laughs> you make that change. I know for myself, that change meant jumping off a cliff. I think since I've started this podcast, this is my first season, and I've talked about jumping off cliffs before. You jump off the cliff, and then you learn to soar. You fly. And if you fly, you learn to soar. As you know, flying is different from soaring. If you soar, you continue to go higher and higher and higher. You reach your greatest heights. I got tired of just running like a chicken. So I decided to jump off the edge and use my wings to fly. Not trying to bore you with what I did or what how it's working out for me. I'm simply saying that I now understand what it means to soar. We see other people like Reverend Jake said in his book, we see other people who they tend to take off and then we're still sitting on the runway. I want to go back to that real quick, to that metaphor, because it's true. You're sitting on a runway, the runway, let's say the runway of life, and you're stalling. Why is your engine installed? Why haven't you taken off yet? That's the question you have to ask yourself. I got tired of stalling. So we put those wheels in motion. <laughs> you know, we, we gained momentum, we got speed, and we took off. Yeah. And now I'm soaring. I'll tell you how when we come back. And we're back here on the Joe Warfield Show, a podcast. So we were talking about soaring. Uh, well, the book is called Soar, S-O-A-R, by T.D. Jakes. I'm enjoying it. I'm still reading it, and I'm picking bits and, pieces, bits and pieces from it right now. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I really am. And I would want to, I want to encourage you all to go out and get it. It's, you know, Soar by T.D. Jakes. Build your dreams. Build your vision from the ground up. Okay, so I, I believe we talked about this before. We all have a mental image of ourselves in our head, how our lives should be in a perfect world, a perfect universe, an alternate universe. We are superstars. We're constantly walking the red carpet, stepping out of limos and uh, being chased down by the paparazzi. Our, our, or we're, we're lighting up social media. Everybody wants to know everything about us. Okay, not everyone thinks like that, but you get my point. In an alternate universe or in our minds, we are the greatest at whatever it is we desire to do. So how do you take dreams and turn them into realities? Well, you first, for me, was dealing with reality. Really, 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 really accepting where I am in life and where I was at that time. Um, 
For example, when I went to grad school, I was worried. I was worried, and I'm gonna tell you why. And I promise you, this has everything to do with soaring. I was worried because in undergrad, I wasn't the greatest student. Uh, I made the grades, I got out, I graduated. But you would never, I did make Dean's List one time, once or twice. But you would never catch me at any honor society dinners or whatever it is. I, I wasn't invited to be a part of any type of honors fraternity, um, clubs, nothing like that. I never received an award uh, in my undergrad career. I never received any type of recognition except, again, for the one or two times that I made Dean's List. So, fast forwarding, I get it in my spirit to attend grad school. I was afraid. I was very afraid because I knew just getting by as I had done in undergrad would not fly in grad school. See, grad school, for those who haven't been and for those of you all who have been, you know that grad school is now you're at the exec level. You know, you're an executive. That's what they tell you. They'll say, oh, you're an executive. You're here in grad school. You're, you know, you're no longer undergrad students. You're executives now. And you have to make executive decisions. I was like, what if I don't have the intelligence to do that? What if I can't complete the projects? What if, you know, I'm not as smart as everyone else in the program? I never will forget orientation. I literally wanted to run out the door, but I couldn't. I felt like, well, the show must go on. I'm here now. And I honestly felt like God didn't bring me this far for me to give up. I'm here for a reason. I was forced to take off on the runway. I was forced to get my engine out of idle and thrust forward and begin to, begin to fly and to soar. Going to grad school, completing grad school was one of the greatest accomplishments thus far that I've ever had. In grad school, I learned a lot about myself. And I know people often say that, you know, that they learn stuff about themselves, but no, I really did. I've, I learned that I was smarter than I thought. I was more creative than I ever imagined. And when necessary, I was very articulate and could argue my point. I have all the makings of a CEO. There's more to being a CEO than, than what I just mentioned. But what I'm saying is the things that I am mentioning to you that I've mentioned during this time that I'm talking, um, those were things that were not brought out nor developed nor encouraged in me. And don't get me wrong, I love my parents. Um, I had a great stepdad and I have a wonderful mother. And I often told my mom, and still tell her today how much of a great mom she really is. My stepdad passed away. 
but there are certain qualities um, that were not developed in me, certain attributes, certain things about my personality that my parents did not understand. And so, and they're human. I don't fault them for that. You know, parents do the best that they can because before they were parents, they were people. But my point too with all of this is, is that I was forced to get off the runway. Everybody was a jumbo jet. I was a jumbo jet. So when they took off, I had to take off. Everyone was going to their own destinations. I had to take off and go to the destination. From grad school, I regained my confidence. I had put so much stock into my past that I stopped living in the present at that time where I was. See, I was in Louisville, Kentucky at the time. I was no longer living in DC, but yet I still had a DC mindset. I had to let DC go in order to soar, in order to get to where it was meant for me to be at that time. Not trying to babble, not trying to uh, bore you with my experience. I'm simply saying to you, my friends, that we have to soar. If we're going to get to our destinations, we have to be willing to go higher and higher and higher. And the only way to do that is to get out of our comfort zones. I could have stayed where I was and continue to live in the past and not take advantage of the opportunities that were coming from that, that were presented to me. I'm glad I took those opportunities because like I said, because of that, me taking that first step into my new life um, was probably the best thing that I'd ever done. If not, I would have been right there still on the runway, idling, talking about what I'm going to do. You know what I did? I stopped talking and I started doing. I decided that I love being a doer, not just talking about it, but do it. As a matter of fact, I don't even talk about what I do anymore. I rarely mention my past about anything because I'm too busy living and focusing in the present. I thank God for my past. I do. I thank God for it. But I'm even more grateful for my present and I'm excited about my future. So I want to ask you a question and, you know, just ask to answer to yourself, are you idling? Are you sitting on the runway and idling your engine because you're afraid of what will happen if you succeed? Is success something that you're afraid of or are you successful? And if so, what's next for you? But what are you idling on? Why are you still on the runway and what runway in life are you on? I think those are good questions. I really do. I think they're good questions. Because those are the same questions that I continue to ask myself. Where else do I need to take off so that I can begin to soar? 
Because like, it's really true when you think about it. You only have one life and we gotta live it out to the best of our ability. We'll be right back after these messages. And we're back here on the Joe Warfield Show, a podcast. So we were talking about soaring, and I shared with you my experience throughout grad school, how that reignited that fire in me. Um, So now I am an entrepreneur. I have my own company that I've started called The Warfield Group. I have a children's book coming out that will um, be followed by some other products that The Warfield not the Warfield Group, I'm sorry, the Warfield Company will be producing out. And of course, I have uh, this podcast and uh, will be involved in other things media related as well. But, I, you know, I, I want to share this with you. Uh, back in the early night, well, in the mid 90s, Mariah Carey had a CD out called Butterfly. I'm just going to reference Mariah Carey for a moment if I can. And in this CD, she, uh, on the CD, the last song was this song called Outside. And I promise you, this has everything to do with soaring and, 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 and continuing to go to higher heights. Uh, in the song, she talked about how hard it was being, you know, of two different races, being biracial, as they said. You know, you you accepted neither here nor there. You know, she said you're out of place everywhere that you go. And in in the chorus, she says, standing alone. You know, just trying to believe that you're good enough, you know, to be who you are. Uh, but inside your heart, you know, you'll always be somewhere on the outside. It's a powerful song. I'm probably messing up the lyrics, but the whole point of it is, is that. She knew, or she, at that time, she knew that she's fighting to to be a part of two different worlds. She, she was white and she's black. But of course, being African-American, we'd say Mariah Carey is black because she is, she's a black woman. Um, but she did not allow that to stop her from soaring. So, it's, it's, it's safe to say that her obstacle was accepting, having, practicing self-acceptance and realizing that she is uniquely and divinely made like the rest of us and that what she has is a God-given gift and that she's a true gift to the world like the rest of us. So she didn't sit idle on the runway of life. She reared up her engines, she gained momentum and she took off and she soared and she soared and she, she continues to soar. That song has stuck with me and I was a kid back then, but that song still resonates with me today because she realized that what was idling her is the fact that most people would tell her that she's not good enough because of who she is and who her parents 
are or were. But she used that as gasoline to fuel her jet and take off. So however you're feeling about yourself, whatever flaws you may have, handicaps, whatever, use that as fuel. Whatever people say, the haters, the naysayers, use it all as fuel, as fuel, you know, to take off on the runway. And when you take off, don't look back. I shared with you the beginning of this podcast that my biggest mistake was I used to look back. Boy, did I used to talk about the good times I had in D.C. I talked about the times I went to the White House. I talked about all the celebrities that I met working for BET, TV One, and other uh, networks and affiliates. Um, But that's what was idling me. I couldn't let go. I couldn't see how my life was at the time when I was in Louisville, Kentucky, how everything was coming together for me, the opportunities that I had in Louisville, how I was living in them, living in the moment, but the moment was passing me by because I was still stuck in the past. I had to wake up. And I used the past as fuel to take off on that runway. And I'll tell you something else. And this isn't a sad sob story, but life hasn't always been kind to me. It really hasn't. You know, um, I believe in sharing truths. So I'll share one with you. My mom really, 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 really prayed for me. She continues to pray for me because I was that one kid that she really had to look out for and keep an eye on. You see, when I was four, and I don't think I've ever shared this with my audience before, um, you know, I was sexually assaulted by my babysitter at the age of four. Yeah, let that sink in, huh? When something like that happens to a kid, and she did it pretty much in front of my two oldest brothers, my two older brothers, I'm sorry. And when something like that happens to you, it can alter your life. It is only by the grace of God, God's plan and design for my life that I'm not on drugs. Thank God I've never been to jail. I don't have a substance abuse problem as far as, like like I said, drugs or, or alcohol. It did kind of set me back a little bit and it it kind of it kind of messed me up for a while with with people having trust in, in, in trusting people and trusting women outside my family. Even today, honestly, I don't like aggressive women. 
if a woman is attracted to me and she comes up to me and she says something that's cool but if she gets really aggressive I run away um sounds kind of ate up but it's the truth but I did not tell you that because I don't, I don't want you feeling sorry for me I don't you know I'm not angry I actually forgave the woman that you know raped me as a kid because she was sick she was sick in more ways than one she died of a brain tumor who knows it's probably the reason why she did it who knows but I will tell you this it's something that you never forget but you don't dwell on it you use that as fuel to create the life that you want and you protect yourself and you protect and you fight for others I wouldn't change anything about my past good bad or indifferent because there's lessons in all of them and again it can all be used as fuel and that's what I've done I've used everything thus far the good and the bad as fuel their lessons to get off the runway and take off my hope and prayer for you is that you continue to soar I love to see people win we all soar together you know and of course you're going to have haters but who pays attention to haters you use them as fuel think about it like this it was told to me like this one time the crow when a crow sees an eagle the crow loves to mess with the eagle he'll fly behind the eagle and taunt him and tease him and, and harass him you know what the eagle does the eagle just begins to go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher you know what the crow does the crow the crow flaps his wings really hard trying to keep up with the eagle putting so much stress on his heart it has no choice but to drop back down as the eagle continues to soar the crow cannot keep up you know what the crow did i'm sorry you know what the eagle did right that the eagle used the crow as fuel he was like okay thank you thank you thank you for all your insults i'm going to keep going 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 and that's what we have to do that's what we have to do we have to continue to soar and for my african american brothers and sisters i'm not changing the subject but i do want to say this if black lives matter as we say we do because we do matter for those of us who are not doing it let's start treating each other like they do matter let's help each other soar men stop calling the women our women ignorant bitches women stop calling stop telling men stop telling niggas ain't this and this that and the other that's not black excellence can't soar like that you're always going to be on that runway so in this moment 
when we have this major movement that's changing the world, let's change right along with it. Let's hold each other accountable. If black lives matter, your life matter, my life matters. Let's treat each other like our lives matter. Let's get back to the days of Black Wall Street when there was pride, the Harlem Renaissance, Rosewood, you know. Let's start celebrating and helping each other out. Help each other soar, get each other off the runway. Okay, we'll be right back. Well, that's all for today's episode of The Joe Warfield Show. Thank you for listening. Next week, America's favorite psychologist and former president of the Florida Psychological Association, Dr. Nakeshia Hammond, discusses the Black Lives Matter movement and PTSD within the African-American community. Until then, remember, dreams are just a blueprint to building a better reality. Take care and keep winning. The Joe Warfield Show, a podcast, is produced by Warfield Entertainment, a subsidiary of the Warfield Company and recorded in Atlanta, Georgia.